Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the role-playing hooks that you'll ever need in your entire life. I'm your host, Zane C. Weber, here with regular host... Me, Jonathan. Hello. What's up, gamers? And other regular <laughs> hosts... Still not a fairy. It's Tully Grimley. And special guest host... Me. There's a, lo- a lot of denial about the furryism coming out here. Like it's, it's like a concerning amount of denial. Especially if it's like the first thing that you say. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, no one's Jumping even accused you, Tully. didn't bring that up at all. All I did was say, what's up, gamers? Like... <laughs> And, and I was immediately put into that headspace. Yeah, you, you, you went on the defensive. You heard of the G word and were like, oh, God. All right. It's a slur against my people. It was spelled with a capital G. Don't worry about it. What we do here is we provide role-playing hooks by taking inspiration from a Magic the Gathering card and a random word. Uh, and we do that in the form of a magic trick. We start out with the pledge, which is just the basic seed of the idea. Then we turn that into something a little bit more fleshed out, something that might appear in your game. And then finally, in the prestige, we talk about how your players might encounter it and interact with it in a role-playing setting. Now, we all know each other. We don't have to get it at doing uh, knowing I'm getting not sure. I, I don't have I usually most of my episodes for, for a very long time actually have had mm. uh, the, the safety net of, of having a familiar face, having Dom uh, with us mm-hmm. here. And and Dom's not here and I honestly I feel a bit personally exposed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we need a getting to know you question. Uh, just just so I can feel at, at ease in this episode. Do you have a getting to know you question uh, that that you would like to propose? Absolutely. Uh, I think that. Uh, well, I, I'm if very you curious. were going to role play Dom, what voice would you use? <laughs> oh. I think that as Charlie, my question here is: What's your favourite thing about Dom? <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favourite thing about Dom? Wait, wait, we're using this. Oh God. <laughs> Why yeah. not? Yes, and... <laughs> I've met Dom twice. Well, the, then... You, they have you, incredible you... campaign ideas. So i got to give them that credit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, going with the cop-out answer, I see. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> what about you, B? What's your um, favourite thing about I, Dom? I was I was not prepared for this question. Like, no no offence to Dom. I, we met, uh, what, an hour ago, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, can I can I come back? I'm so sorry, Dom. I, can I come back to the? Can, can I come back? <laughs> well, Tully, I guess it's all up to you. Yep, uh, I particularly love Dom's use of the color green, uh, whether it be in hair or, or fashion. Um, it's it's stunning. Or well, eyes, a very stunning use of green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Now, B, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no escape. Uh, well, okay, well, uh, I do very much enjoy Dom's shirt today. It is a very stunning shirt. Uh, now, it is not one of their shirts, but you can find their shirts. And I'll actually, I'll go to the effort to put a link in the show notes to Dom's shirts on Tee Public this week. Now, we know everything we need to know about each other's <laughs> feelings about Dom. Uh, so let us get into the game. Now, we are using a Magic the Gathering card this week, and what what is it? Who would like to describe what we're looking at here? We are looking at a hunk. Uh, this is <laughs> real, real beefy boy. Real beefy boy. Uh, this is a, a card called Hangman, wow. um, uh, art by an Alex Constat, and this is a very beefy uh, executioner. I, I wouldn't be afraid to use the word Mara to describe them. I have I context everything about for that this. word. Oh no, that was just, no one got that reference Nope I don't want to explain that reference, so I'm going to leave it at that Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to go on, go out on a limb and say maybe don't Google this Yeah, it's an anime, it's an anime thing It's okay. a bad anime thing Okay It's big muscled anime, man That's what that is Good yeah. um, Now now this this hangman is wearing some sort of brass contraption on, on, on his back and has his hand on a lever, which of course is for a uh, for for uh, a, gallows. a gallows. But I'm confused about what the uh, what the contraption on the back is for because they are also wearing a hood, but it is also kind of a gas mask. So I'm yeah. interested in, in kind of what that could be because there is more to this story than just the um, just the joke that the card is making about the hangman and the game hangman. Well, it's a shame that I haven't got much more than the joke for this today. <laughs> I would not expect you to. Yeah, good. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and the the word, the word that we are going with today is, of course, convulsion. Of course, because when you're dealing with hangman, you can't go with any word other than convulsion. That is a known rule of life. Yep. Now... Who would like to go first with their? I've been missing some uh, some vital parts of my life education. To be perfectly (laughs) frank, whose fault is that? Definitely mine. (laughs) Actually, I blame Dom. Least favorite thing about Dom. (laughs) Dom never taught me about convulsions and hangmen. (laughs) Um. All right. I mean, that's. uh, I don't kink shame, but let's get on with the game. Now, what is your pledge? Okay. Um. This is. A, uh, this is a sort of rumour. Uh, nobody's really been able to, to confirm that they've seen this. But there, there is a rumour that a friend of... Uh, a relative of a, of a friend uh, heard that uh, a local noble in their town once saw uh, a hulking figure in the distance at night. They saw this figure every night. And as it moved, the ground would shudder and quake and uh, writhe around it. And it was always carrying a noose. Okay, so this is one person that has seen it, or there's a rumour of people seeing it? There's a rumour that people have seen it, okay. um, but nobody's willing to cop to it themselves. Right, okay, awesome, good pledge. Let's move on to somebody else who wants to volunteer. B, B Wood. Alright, um, so uh, the party's going to enter a new town and very quickly learn that there is currently a mysterious illness plaguing um, symptoms include convulsions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice. And uh, babbling incoherently. It's a lot of uh, spouting a lot of letters, not a lot of words. 
<laughs> so the party uh, is going to need to figure out what exactly is going on here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so sort of uh, a, a mass hysteria sort of vibe um, of spouting letters and not being able to communicate correctly. Okay. And Jonathan. So mine takes place in Apocalypse World as a setting, as a system. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Uh, which is uh, the game that inspired Powered by the Apocalypse uh, as a system, and it is all about the post-apocalypse, right? And it's about people surviving in the post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in this case, what the, the the premise is that basically there is a a sort of a mass exodus of people towards this this huge, potentially like a fallen city kind of thing, like whispers of rumors and all that kind of stuff have been uh, uh, passing from person to person, and everyone's been gathering gathering. Uh, towards the city to discover a new uh, like collectivized civilization that lives there. Okay, yeah. awesome. Easy, easy, easy pledges. Oh, that was my card, by the way, civilization. Just thought I should say that. Okay, well, I mean, we do. you all do get cards. You don't need to reference it, but uh, by all means, if, bring it up. if you wish to justify your, your mind-boggling choices, uh, please oh, feel sorry. free to attack the other host. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so I have just uh, I have just uh, googled the word bara. Uh, <laughs> bara is a is a type of Japanese comic art that revolves around more realistic depiction of life as a gay man. It is never realistic. The name bara is considered a bit rude in Japan. They preferred to call it gay comic. Bara is made for gay men by the gay men. Although there are women who are interested in the genre as well. I was wondering why you were frowning so intensely at your laptop screen during that. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly it all comes together. So we've so, learned a little bit of something well, about Jonathan's reading habits. Um, I just exist on the internet. I just pick things up through osmosis, thank you. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, like that's. You don't need to justify yourself. Like I said, we do not kink shame on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, but let let us go back to Tully to to turn your pledge into something a little bit more fleshed out. So there's this rumor, this rumor of this hulking figure that kind of shakes the ground, but no one's actually owning up to it. It's just a, an amorphous idea at the moment. Hmm. And um, look, as as we start to get an idea of of what this rumor is, the more detail we find out, the more we can ask about it. And the more we ask, the more people have heard of, of, of this, this tale. Uh, but the, the, the specifics differ. Uh, every time it's uh, a different town, a different person, uh, and this figure is, is holding something different. Sometimes they're sitting sharpen, uh, grinding uh, to sharpen an axe. Sometimes they're carrying their noose. Uh, in some cases, just a big hessian sack. But in every scenario, the way these people talk about their relatives is if they're, they're not their favourite person. They're probably uh, someone who's done some shady dealings and, and probably people that, it, it, as it comes to light, may have been sentenced to death at some point or another. But they're, they're still around. Something's okay. following these people. I see. And what, what, are, we, what are we calling this term? Uh, this one is the, uh, the my, my flashback <laughs> idea... Is... Do you want me to read more on the article on Bara? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, please. That's that's the perfect motivation for me to be quick at coming up a name. Coming up with a name. I don't have any more. It was just one paragraph. Yeah. Um, we can come back to it. If you, you can help this Wikipedia article by expanding it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, we're not getting onto expansion here. <laughs> um, Sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, what? All right, let's not throw. <laughs> let's not. Let's not name call. Glass houses here. <laughs> um, 
You should have had me on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's 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 go on to B, shall we? We'll come back to Tully for a name. Uh, okay. Um, so the party are going to uh, quickly learn that all of these. Uh, victims who've fallen ill mysteriously are all being uh, held in, you know, a location. Uh, didn't get that far. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so they're all being held in this place. They're being overseen by a group uh, of uh, quote-unquote medical professionals. Um, and uh, nobody's actually seen any of these people after they've gone into quarantine. Understandable, it's quarantine. Um, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure we all are at this point, but uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so nobody really knows what's going on after these people go in there but nobody knows what they have either so it's sort of conceivable that they wouldn't come out yet we don't really know why they're in there in the first place or how to fix it so okay uh, and, and what would what are we what are we calling um it, we're calling it pull the lever cronk uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make sense yet but it will make sense uh, oh, later, oh so. it doesn't make well, sense oh, yet okay, yeah. uh, you know it makes sense <laughs> but i mean now we do now yeah. we do <laughs> uh okay so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to say my prompt is remarkably normal. Don't worry okay. about this. All right. Um, basically, what they discover is a civilization that venerates complicated words. Um, it's the, the thesaurus is their holy book, that kind of stuff, and it's it's about the sort of the, the like the method of prayer is by is by memorizing incredibly long, rote, ridiculous words, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what you could do as a GM is set up a number of ways that your players could accidentally offend sense culture based on words <laughs> through their language of play and that sort of stuff and how they approach talking to oh, people. Oh, how dare you dangle a participle <laughs> at me, sir! <laughs> um, and I think but as the players go further and further into the town, they find a series of, of hanged bodies um, and you discover what the town's method of execution is, which is the ancient riddle uh, of Hangman in which which, yeah, I, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to finish this sentence, but basically... Oh, why? Why would it be hard to finish this, this very regular sentence? Well, basically, um, people are sentenced to play hangman for their life, and if they fail, they die. And depending on how terrible their crimes have been, they can play a more complicated game of hangman, and it gets longer and longer, depending on how many charges they've got and that sort of stuff. Ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually don't mind that as like a ridiculous like in, in, a, in a city or a nation that values knowledge above all yeah. if you are smart enough yeah. to uh, basically meet your punishment yeah. then you get to survive well, so if you're smart and evil I mean yeah and it's the other thing of like uh, in an apocalypse setting often people will take current things and just exaggerate them right yeah. so like it, it fits into um, over the top apocalypse setting I reckon yeah, yeah. okay all right. Well, those those are the uh, those are the turns. Tally, do you have a name? Uh, yes, I'm going to go with Gallo, old friend. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, mine's mine's unfortunately not a pun. Letting myself down on this one, but it's uh, the cult of eloquence. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, you've got to use that one. What was it? The sentence to death. Yeah, sentence to death is pretty good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm going to have to hold you to your original answer cult of cult eloquence. of eloquence. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and we'll move on to the final round of the prestiges. Tully, how how are you, how are the players going to interact with this? How is this going to play out? Um, well, this is going to play out uh, using the most likely of uh, protagonists, and protagonist being the most literal use of the word, being one that creates action. Uh, we're going to look squarely at the rogue. Um, <laughs> because the rogue... Not the bard? It's going to be the rogue. 
<laughs> the bard may be, uh, may be outcast. The rogue's going to be the one with the death warrant on their heads. Um, and if they have escaped it, uh, they start to see every night a hulking figure in the distance carrying the tools that they were meant to meet, uh, be it an, uh, an axe, be it the gallows. And with each night, the figure comes closer. And every time it beckons for the, for the character to come towards it, to meet their fate, so how, how does this resolve? Because Rogue's going to Rogue uh, and shoot it in the face. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a little bit more of a... Uh, it, it's not an imminent threat, perhaps, uh, but I do actually want to see them pursue this uh, thing to its next victim, mm. the next person who has escaped their their justice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to find more people who have, who have tried to get away from what should have been a death sentence. Yeah, it, it could be that long-standing thing in the party where every time you rest, the rogue goes, "Oh, do I see? Do I see the? Do I see the figure though? <laughs> do I see the thing? Just do hey, I, DM. Hey, you know that thing? Do I is my it? otherworldly patron <laughs> talking to me right now? Um, I really like this because it's kind of like it follows, but with added, yeah. um, I guess, foreshadowing. Because it's like, oh, I'm coming to get you. Not right now, but you're on the list. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. Um, I, and I really, I do enjoy that. And I think depending on the story and the players, like you can definitely build up that dread. And maybe it's not, it's not so much that this, uh, that this creature will kill you, but like in an encounter with it, you will be marked. And when you die, your soul goes to some place that you don't want it to go. I particularly like the idea of just the imagery of uh, a character waking up in the middle of the night uh, at, at a sound of something and not being sure what it is and turning around and seeing an axe grinding on a whetstone <laughs> yeah. at their like eye level. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always the thing in horror movies, right, where it's the least scary thing in a horror movie is when the, the, the thing turns out to just kill you, right? It's that dread of, I don't know what it's going to do to me that is so good about the hangman in that scenario. And yeah, maybe it's not. The encounter isn't for it to kill you. It, the encounter is for it to get its noose over your head. Yeah. And yeah. then it's done. It just that's turns so around and walks away. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's really, really interesting, um, uh, despite the horrible pun. <laughs> Uh, B. Okay. Um, so, uh, the party are going to take it upon themselves to investigate what's going on here. As they um, do. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, it is going to ultimately come to light after various shenanigans, you know how it goes, um, that um, the uh, quote-unquote medical professionals who are looking after all of these poor victims uh, turn out to be a secret group, which is my card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always the doctors. Never trust doctors. <laughs> Apple a day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, and so uh, this uh, secret group are actually infecting people with this disease mm-hmm. um, themselves for the purpose of hurting everybody away under the guise of quarantine um, and hanging them as sacrifices to, oh, to s- uh, that's something. Up to the DM. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you point at me when you oh. say that? Uh, no, I, I think that's, that's really interesting because <laughs> I think you can play around a lot with that symptom to kind of say, well, it's not, it's weird and it's difficult, but it's not like impacting on their lives apart from the ability to communicate. Um, so yeah, I think, and then, so if the doctors are herding them all into quarantine and then is there just like a, a horrible death toll that is not really... I think uh, the, the way that I was thinking of it at this point in the game is people don't know yet that 
the people in quarantine are getting right. offed. Uh, they're under the impression that everybody's just, you know, like holed up in a hospital, you know, um, until they find a treatment. Uh, so there's not really that widespread panic at this okay. stage. Yeah. That said, though, I think you could absolutely swing it the other way and just, Oh, you we'll know, just leave it up to your players yeah. to, to um, incite the panic. Mm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and now... Um, so, uh, having set up this specifically that it's Apocalypse World, the way Apocalypse World works is that the um, game sort of helps you organically generate threats because it has this, this thing called fronts where basically you set up like a number of different like factions that could potentially build up, build up and get more aggressive against the players. Mm -hmm. Um which I think you could have a really fun uh, game of how to make the Cult of Eloquence build up as a front against the players based on like their misspeakings around them and that kind of stuff. But it's not necessarily like uh, a direct, straight-up influence against the party. It's more like a thing in the distance that they can see coming towards them if they choose to play the adventure that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think it can lead to just the real fun, stupid scenario where you are like being ready to be executed and you as a party have to figure out the game of Hangman to survive or something <laughs> like that. Like I think it could lead to fun stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I, I mean, I, I really like that. I, I think I, I really like the idea of societies that work on an entirely different frame of reference than life and death. Yep. It's like, we'll never, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never kill you without a chance of you to save your life if you prove yourself worthy and your worthiness is decided by you. Yes. Uh, I think that's a really interesting way to... Uh, and whether, whether and to see which players take offence at that. Yes. <laughs> because players be like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. it leads some really fun tensions. I don't want any of that. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, that that is that that's that's it. Those are those are our those are our pledges. We had the cult of eloquence. That's right. We had Gallowold friend. <laughs> Who knew? Be... I... Pull the lever, Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk. Who knew I'd be the one you're the least angry at? By <laughs> this the end time. Of the episode. <laughs> this time you have earned that reward. <laughs> um, if you want to use any of these in your own games, please feel free to and let us know how you go. We are on social media or you can send us an email at podcast.hooked at gmail.com. Uh, as always, we are produced under a Creative Commons attribution non commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license, which means that you are free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit, but don't use the material for commercial purposes and don't remix, transform, or build upon the material in any way without asking us first. Now, thank you very much, Jonathan. Uh, thank you for having me. You can find me at Raceloid, where I talk way too much about vocal synthesizers and anime characters. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Pirate Killjoy. Thank you very much, Tully. Thank you very much. Uh, I will release where you can find me once you purchase a shirt from tpublic.com slash en-au slash user slash Dom Gilfoyle. That's Dom Gilfoyle, G-U-I-L-F-O-Y-L-E. All right. And thank you very much, B. Thank you. Uh, you guys can find me uh, on Instagram at b.wip if you want to look at art that is usually not at all D&D related, but very occasionally. You never know. Very occasionally is often enough for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> and until next week, keep playing games. And buy a shirt. Hello and welcome to an advertisement for the Penny Peep Show. What is the Penny Peep Show? Well, in our podcast factory, our podcast scientists have been working hard on a range of light-hearted radio play anthology series that everyone can enjoy. Criminy crickets, spokesperson. Is there a light-hearted radio play anthology series for me? No, every series is marked explicit. But why not tell your parents, nameless child? They'll find the Penny Peep Show wherever good podcasts are stocked. The Penny Peep Show. It's like dissolving your ears in a cocaine-laden off-brand soda. Is that a good Thing? Shut up, nameless child.
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.